I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hey everybody, Scott Burnside here with a special edition of the Athletic Hockey Show, Two Man Advantage, and Pierre Lebrun joining me, and so excited, joining us today from St. Paul, Minnesota, where his San Jose Sharks are preparing to face the Minnesota Wild on Friday night, Patrick Marlowe, who was on the verge of breaking Gordie Howe's all-time NHL games, played record Monday night in Las Vegas. Patrick, it's great to have you here. I've, I've been thinking about this all day, and I was wondering when you were packing for this road trip. You, you've had a couple road trips since 1997, <laughs> and I wondered, I wondered when you were packing for this one, whether it felt a little different knowing what was going to happen during this trip. Uh, yeah, it definitely did. I think uh, you know, this kids are homeschooling, so this morning was a little hectic, and then running around going to get COVID testing and and coming back. But uh, yeah, definitely had had the had that night in mind uh packing for this road trip you know as scotty mentioned uh, 1997 when you started your career how how different has life on the road been for you over the years when you compare the late 90s uh and and to today and and what players you know how the way players hang out and, and i mean it really almost like three different generations i would think that you've seen yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely changed over the years for sure. I remember uh, coming into league eighteen, and uh, I had a great 
group of veteran guys. And I think, uh, by default, uh, going out to dinner with those guys, they start getting you into wine and things like that. So sure. that was one of the, that was one of the, the first things that, uh, that I learned as a rookie was, uh, ordering some good bottles of wine, I guess. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, the games changed so much as well over, over the years and, um, yeah, well, I've, what was the second part of that question? I think I got stuck on the wine. Now I'm thinking of all the wine. <laughs> well, no, I, 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 I'm glad you brought up the wine because that's one of my favorite things in life, and uh, especially when I'm around San Jose. Um, but um, I remember asking you, or it wasn't me, but I was at the news conference at the O2 Cup final when Igor Larionov, they had a triple overtime game against Carolina, and someone asked him, I think he was 40 at the time, and he said, you know, how, how do you, you know, how are you, staying at this level and how come you're not tired? He goes, red wine was his answer at the time. <laughs> but, but in all seriousness for you, Patrick, I mean, yeah. uh, incredible durability, uh, skating like the wind all these years. Uh, how has your nutrition changed over the years? Because we know that's changed for athletes. Yeah, it, it definitely has. I think right when I first started coming in or come into league, I think, you know, that was kind of the, the starting point where guys were getting more focused in the off season to come into training camp in shape already, not use it to get <laughs> in shape. Um, and then for me, as I started to get older and played more years in the league, I was like, okay, you know, if I want to keep doing this, what I'm going to have to keep looking at, at different, uh, different avenues to, to pursue, whether that be nutrition or different types of workouts, but it, uh, it slowly crept in and then, and then what also has helped lately is, you know, teams are, teams are taking more of a hands-on approach and having, you know, meals prepared for their players. So they know what's going into their bodies. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the catering on the, on the plane, uh, you know, you get, you, there's some great places to eat on the road and, and uh, um, you know, you still get those like Philly cheesesteaks and, and uh, you know, pizza and, and stuff, but uh, they have the options for, you know, salads. They bring on juice, the, uh, all these different types of juices and so it, it, you know they take away snacks and and uh, and things on the plane so you guys aren't eating chocolate bars and all, <laughs> and all that so it, it's definitely evolved and and uh it's it's a lot easier when you have a team supplying the, the right food and the right atmosphere to, to you know to play your best Patrick, you mentioned the veteran team that you joined in San Jose and one of the guys who joined uh, was late I find correct, in your first season was Brian Marchman. He told me today that the first time he played was against you in your first game and tried to crush you at center ice, and he said he ended up on the short end of the stick. But the yeah. best part about Brian Marchman, as far as my part of this, uh, is that uh, I understand that he helped introduce you to your wife, Christina, who tells me that when she first saw you, she thought you were a nusher at the Shark Tank. Didn't know you were a player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, all that's true. I remember my first shift. <laughs> I remember, I remember Mush trying to you know take a good get. He wanted he was starting his that was their first game of the season too. So he wanted to get his first hit, and uh, I think I toe picked and luckily fell down, and he he went over top of me. But um, and then yeah, I I own the great life that I have with uh with my my lovely wife and family uh you know introducing me to to Christina so um you know those are the type of vets you know they were he was looking out for me uh, right from day one so what, as soon as he got there that was great this great of him to to do that for me well if I if I can just jump in it's kind of come a little bit for full circle 
for at least from Brian's perspective, because a couple of years ago, I think you were at a Leaf training camp and uh, who was uh, at the same camp, but his son, Mason. And uh, I, I, I must admit, Brian said he's had a little trouble getting his head around the fact that, you know, that, that you guys were sort of shoulder to shoulder at a, at a training camp. Uh, and yeah. It was his boy. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. Uh, I remember going over to his house like uh, for dinner and, you know, Mason was just a little <laughs> tight back then. So, uh, you know, playing mini sticks or whatever we did, uh, have dinner together there, but, uh, but he's not, he's not that little tyke anymore. He's a big boy and he can handle himself out there. So it's good to see that, uh, you know, him, him having some success. So, uh, Patrick, I also reached out to a couple of your uh, former teammates. So Scotty, I'll just, I'm going to go through these two former teammates here. If you'll let me sure. go on a little run here. Uh, one of them is Dan Boyle, who, who started by texting back that you're, you're such a great person, happy, quiet, just, Basically, this amazing guy, as he says, but he was trying to find something funny to share. And he said, you know, for many years when Dan played in San Jose, he was in charge of the music uh, in, in the Sharks uh, dressing room. And he says, and as a lot of people watching this and listening to this know, uh, Dan Boyle even toured with the, or, or was a, was with Faith No More one year. And, and that's sort of his style of music. Mine too, by the way. And so he says yeah. in this text here, that all the years he played the music in the room, the look on this quote, Saskatchewan never heard anything out of this ordinary face of Patrick when I played some of my gems was quite priceless. That's one of my favorite memories. He had like a look of a deer in the headlights. I think it took him about six years, but I'm confident I converted him into a couple of songs. <laughs> yeah. He, no, he, there's a, uh, he has some really hardcore stuff that I, that I was shaking my head at, but uh, no, we, there's a, we went, I went to a couple of concerts with him and I, he, I kind of asked him like, "Hey, what do we, you know, what what, uh, what kind of music do these guys play?" And he goes, "Oh, you don't worry, I've been playing it in the locker room. You'll love it." So, and I did. So he he wasn't too far off there. Now, of course, I reached out to Joe Thornton, and um, I really enjoyed last year. It seems like ten years ago now, but when we all met in Buffalo at your hotel, and and you, me, and Joe sat down and went down memory lane as well. But uh, Joe texted me uh, last night, and he said, "Well, first of all, ask him about." The time when we kept rooming together, even though the rules had changed and we didn't have to room together anymore. <laughs> he goes, we were just having too much fun, so we kept it up for another year. But yeah, that that was the, that was part of. The, I was going to say that in the your uh, how things have changed on the road over the years, but that that was one of the things having roommates and and that yeah, I'll never forget that they they changed the rules and we just kept rooming together. <laughs> it was just that was just seemed to be easier, and then uh, I think. They tried giving us a couple other different roommates, and then we were both we're out. We're going for our own room. So <laughs> now he's, he's got a couple more here. You might you might be mad at him for this one, but he says asking about how he loves to play cards in Vegas. He's like a kid at the tables. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I, uh, I enjoy when all the guys there are having a good time in Vegas. And, yeah, those are I mean those are the good memories too. You know, being uh, going there as a group and and uh, blowing off some steam sometimes. In fact, before the Golden Knights had a team, really, back in the day, exactly. Yeah. Um, and finally, on a serious note, he did say that uh, if Patrick Marlowe likes you, he literally will do anything for you. He really is a guy with the biggest heart. And that was from uh, Jumbo's last text last night. And, uh, and uh, you know, that's a relationship I think that you guys will always be identified with each other for all your years in San Jose together. And interestingly, 
you bolted first to go to Toronto, and now he's done that. I mean, you have you, yeah. you guys kept in touch and to see how he likes it compared to you, or? Uh, yeah, we've we've been uh, been you know texting, and we've uh, FaceTime right at the start of the, the season, and yeah, I think he was he was over at uh, Austin's place when I was FaceTiming him, so he's he's taking care of those guys now. So like you did, like uh, you did, yeah, yeah, and, and he can he can see how great they are as people and, and as players. So it's, it's good to see, but, uh, yeah, it's been, been, uh, uh, a little weird seeing him, uh, uh, you know, in the in Toronto uniform, but I'm sure it was when, when I was there as well. Patrick, one of the, the great things about my chat with Christina was that it, uh, also led to her sending a few pictures and there's a picture of your son Landon and at the all-star game in 2009 in Montreal, I think. And it's out, it's perfect because he's got a Joe Sackett action figure <laughs> in one hand and a, Gordy Howe action figure in another, but but can you share the story? I I, I think you actually ran into Gordy um, at the All Star Weekend, and he may have actually played some mini sticks uh, with Landon and some of the other kids. Do I have that right? Yeah, you know he he did. We uh, you know at the All Star Games they have a NHL PA room where you can go get food and everything. So uh, we were down there, and there's always a hallway outside of those big rooms. So uh, he brought our mini sticks and we were outside uh the room playing mini sticks i don't know for how long and here comes Gordy around the corner and he just walked right up to me grabbed a stick and started playing with landon and i think i left my my coat my phone was in my coat and everything but that i'll never forget that image or forget that uh that day that he, he took that time to, to play with my son and um and I'm like, I'm like he has no idea what he's who he's playing with right now but um but I, I tell that story to him now and he gets a big smile on his face. Did did you over the years, did you have, I mean, obviously you and Gordy are both from uh, Saskatchewan, from small towns. Did you, did you cross paths much with Gordy at all? I mean, apart from being in Montreal at All-Star, like, did you, did you have those kinds of moments as you were going through your career or when you were younger? There very few, I think. Uh, but, uh, we you always knew when he was in the building. Uh, you know, go play Detroit, and um, you know he's. You see him in the hallway, and you're kind of you know he's one of those he's a hockey god legend, and you just you know maybe he'll maybe he'll see you and say hi, or maybe you can go over and say hi real quick. But uh, yeah, he uh, probably you know a handful of times over over the seasons, all star games, things like that. But he was always always really genuine, nice guy, and took the time to to come shake my hand or, you know, talk, talk about Saskatchewan a little bit here and there. So it, it was, uh, and I always loved when he grabbed your hand because he has these big old, big old, uh, big old hands on him. And, and I loved growing up listening to the stories that, you know, that he would come back in the summer and, and, you know, throw hay bales and, and do all these things. And I, I'm like, Hey, I did that growing up. And, <laughs> um, so it's it, just, uh, to see somebody from Saskatchewan and to be, you know, one of the greatest of all time and to have, have him from small town Saskatchewan and give me a lot of hope of maybe making it one day. And what, what does this record mean to you, Patrick? I mean, this is as tough a sport as there is. And, and to have been able to, to, you know, answer the bell all these years, all these games. Um, what does that mean to you? I know you're a humble guy, but, but deep down to, you know, to be associated obviously with Gordy Howe and breaking the record, but you know, your, your resilience and your ability to, you know, to play, at this level yeah i there's always something about me I, that's <laughs> that i've always just i just want to play and just want to be on the ice and that's part of the probably part of the reason i don't have that many 
belly mints either. I, I, I don't want to go sit in there. I want to be on the ice. I don't want <laughs> <laughs> And whatever I could do, if I, you know, I just wanted to be out there trying to, you know, help our team win. And, um, I don't know. I don't know exactly where I was going with that, but it, it, <laughs> I mean, I think what's so great about what's going on now is I'm getting text messages. Um, and I'm able to, to thank people that have supported me throughout my whole career. And you don't get to play that many games by yourself. Just, you know, it's you and you alone. It's, it's a support staff. It's my right from the start, right from my parents, my brother and sister, uh, and my, obviously my, my wife and kids, I think all the sacrifices that they've gone through and uh, over the years to, to let me play and follow my dream of, of winning the Stanley Cup and playing hockey's can't thank them enough, but, and then, uh, you know, the chiropractors, training staffs, there's so many people that, that uh, you get to meet along the way that help you out. It's, it's crazy. And the more and more interviews I'm doing, and the more texts I'm getting, you, you, that's, it's not a short list. It's a very long list that, that took a lot of people to to help me get to to this point. You talk about you know sort of where you came from and and you know what your parents taught you growing up. And I talked to your mom and dad, and uh, your dad said the same thing. He said you you never liked to go to the sin bin, and uh, you did you always worried if you were going to get the penalties. But uh, I talked to Mark Howe the other day, and and Mark said you know he thought of his dad at the end and his dad still wanted to keep playing and he said we never talked about records at the table we never talked about those kinds of things because it didn't matter and he said I'm sure it's the same with Patrick I watch him and he looks like someone who plays because he still loves the game that way and I thought he's it was I thought it was kind of touching because he said I know my dad would love to have been at the game to watch Patrick break my record and I, I thought that was really that was really kind of special. So that is very special to hear that, and I think that, that, that is kind of how I feel about you now. I just I'm just playing. I just keep playing. You know, I just love love playing, and um, but I'm also I've also been told and by a number of people to try and you know really enjoy this time, and I'm going to look forward to you know if you know happens, then uh, just thanking everybody who's helped me along the way and you're doing it in the sharks uniform patrick and you know what does that mean to you and um you know because you were traded to pittsburgh last year uh, you signed with toronto mm-hmm. a few years ago but you're back where of course uh, it's really been your nhl home yeah it's uh it's nice to to be able to do it in, in a sharks uniform for sure and like you said being i haven't played here so many years so many games it's it's uh you know fitting that that it is going to be in a sharks uniform and um you know the sharks have obviously been great to myself and my family throughout my whole career so i'm excited about that are, are you nervous about it patrick i mean i wonder what because you're real close now and i wonder if there is a sense of nerves about it or or whether you try and push that away even though it's getting closer by the minute what's what, what do you think uh, it'll be like for you yeah i'm trying to just trying to push it away i think is the big just take it one game at a time here but um but it but I've also, like I said, I've been doing interviews. I've been talking to a lot of people and getting text messages and, you know, guys coming up to me after games and, or even during the game saying something. And so it's, you know, it, it's definitely in the, in the forefront of the mind, but they just go out and try and play. But, uh, but I'm super, super, uh, appreciative to, you know, all the people that have reached out and, and, uh, 
you know, wishing me luck. I, I, saw, I saw that last week that uh, I guess Anze Kopitar and Jeff Carter went over after the game was over and, he, you know, the Kings and the Sharks. I covered both those playoff series uh, as intense as it gets. But, you know, I think the respect the respect factor there. And then what was that like to hear from them at the buzzer? Yeah, that, I mean, that right there, with what you said was huge. I mean, uh, I think I, I played with Carter at the the at the Olympics and, and things like that. But, uh, having those, having those, just those battles, you know, it's, uh, in those playoff battles, it's uh, like you said, the, that respect and for them to take the time to come over and shake my hand. was, was something I'll never forget. And it's, it's really special that they, they did that. Have you, you mentioned the people who've been reaching out and has there, you know, has there been someone that surprised you or like, are you hearing people from, back in Aneroid or Vanguard where you first started to play your games or in Swift Current or, you know, we played your hockey and you know, junior hockey in Seattle. Are there people that have maybe surprised you or like, Oh my gosh, I, I hadn't heard from them in a hundred years. Or- uh, well, yeah. Kind of funny thing. Uh, during this quarantine, one of uh, my teammates from junior started a, a group chat for all the old <laughs> Seattle Thunderbirds. So um, they're definitely, they definitely in the group chat they're you know saying some really nice things about me and congratulating me and that's uh that's something pretty pretty cool that i look forward to you know seeing those guys uh, again one day and we got to be careful here i don't want us to sound like we're saying this is the that you know this is your final year you've never said that patrick so i got to be careful here that we're no, not we're no. not overlapping those sentiments no no um uh, still look forward. Still look forward to playing. So that's well. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know what Jumbo says. Five more years in his case. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, five more. Five, five more, bud. There you go. A little Joe Thornton action yeah. there from Patrick Marlowe. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. Well, Patrick, it's it's been uh, it's been great to catch up with you. It's so it's so exciting. I tell you, I've been you know talking to some people for quite some time now, and 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 I can tell you, people can't wait to get back to me to talk about you. I was talking to Kelly Rudy, with whom you stayed during your rookie season, Kelly and his family, and uh, he still remembers the Christmas gift you bought. He and the family it was a DVD player, and he still remembers you helping put together the Barbie camper and a <laughs> basketball hoop for the girls. And uh, do, do you remember those moments uh, when you were when you were basically the big brother for the uh, for the Rudy girls? Yeah, no, those are that was uh, you know can, I can't thank them enough for taking me in, but those are some sp- pretty special times, uh, you know, with with Kelly and Donna and their their family. And, um, yeah, that was a. That was a late night. Those those weren't too easy to put together. That's for sure. <laughs> well, listen, Patrick. I just want to say, on my behalf, uh, you know, I've covered the league for twenty six years, and uh, and you've been one of the classiest uh, hockey players to be around, to talk to, to interview. This is the way you've handled yourself, and you know, sometimes I think some of these achievements and records happen to to athletes for a reason. I think you know, I really do believe in karma, and I think in your case, this is a uh, an amazing achievement and and I think uh, it's absolutely warranted and uh, I know you hate talking about yourself so the next few days is going to be probably that's going to be the tough side for you but uh, I just want to say congratulations to you oh thank you very much and it's been a been a pleasure you know working with you over these years and getting to know you and um, I appreciate that 
All right, just before we let you go, now we were talking uh, with Ben Guerrero from the Sharks about how to set this up, and we were joking that the uh, Marlowe statue will go right next to the LeBrun statue. <laughs> and I and I, I can only hope that you get in a, a clause in there, Patrick, that yours has to be, the pedestal has to be at least six inches higher. Just make sure that's happening. <laughs> you, know, okay? you know what? I'm the, the only guy from uh, from the East that came out to cover the Sharks over the years, you know, like all, you know, like the, you know. Yeah. Someone, someone had to go watch some pretty amazing hockey, and it was. Yeah. Holy smokes, a lot of great playoff memories. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Patrick, thanks for coming to hang out with Pierre and I tonight, and, and I echo Pierre's sentiments. And the best of luck between, well, whenever you decide to hang them up, but certainly through Monday night when you will become the all-time NHL games played player. Good on you, and, and thanks for coming and spending some time with us. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right, my friend. Oh, that was uh, it was great, to, great to chat with Patrick. And uh, I'm I'm curious uh, a couple of things I want to ask you. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24/7 U.S. based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Here, I'm sure, you know, even, you know, as you mentioned, you reach out to Dan Boyle and Joe Thornton. I'm sure as you've chatted with people, as we've approached this milestone, have you had the same kind of feeling? Like a lot of people I talked to for the story I'm writing on Patrick were like, never thought this would happen. Mark Howe, who was amazing and really supporters of, of Patrick Marlowe, as I mentioned, he was like, honestly, I never thought anyone would break my dad's record for games played. And, and here we are. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it is amazing, Scott. And, and, you know, he's, he's Patrick Marlowe has been such a durable player over the years. Um, and, you know, it, it's, I was only half joking when I asked him about how different things have changed in terms of what he eats and how he trains because, you know, I, I, I guess I should have mentioned this, but I didn't. But I remember my early years when I went to cover Shark Series once in a while, I'd catch the team after the morning skate eating at Original Joe's, which is a sort of yes. famous landmark uh, downtown San Jose where you get a big bowl of pasta and, uh, and, and you know, I don't, I don't know that they're doing that anymore, I guess is what I'm saying. And, but... <laughs> But, you know, the evolution of the game and how he has kept current with that and and uh, his skating ability, right, uh, over all this time, um, you know, it, it's a vicious game. And, and the history of star players having to endure through adversity and injuries and and knocking off games played because of it, it, it is that, – that's what's so amazing is that you can play this game at this level and achieve this. Well, I talked to Mike Ricci, who uh, came to San Jose early in Patrick Marlowe's tenure from Colorado, and uh, he's been in, with the team in a development mm-hmm. role for years and years. And he's he said very something very similar. He said, I, "I've seen Patrick change his workout regimen, his diet, probably man, I can't remember, he said ten times or whatever over the course of his career." But you're right. If you don't adapt, there's no way you're playing. Uh, well, well think speed. about how different the game is. He started in 97. I mean, you, you were you were covering the Leafs. I was around the Leafs back then. That was sort of the Gary Roberts era. Remember where Gary Roberts had really started a, a, a wave of, of, you know, the nutrition shakes and the, but yeah. those were sort of 
really chiseled muscle hockey players in the mid to late 90s. The big defensemen, the Darren Hatchers of the world, Scott Stevens. That's what Patrick Marlowe came into in this league. <laughs> and, and to see the evolution where now it's really about being sleek and slender, but tough and durable and, and sort of, you know, players doing yoga and a lot of players are vegan. Um, all of the stages to, to have excelled through that and, and to adapt through that is, is, is amazing. And, 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 you know, I don't think he's kidding. When we asked him, I, he, he, he's never come out and said this is his last season, by the way. I, it wouldn't surprise me if he was back. I, you know, why, why not? So um, before we wrap up, though, in my mind, it's, got, it's a given. Uh, but, you know, never assume anything. But to me, Patrick Marlowe, who is going to, he's going to play more NHL games maybe than anyone will ever play. Is that a sure ticket to the Hall of Fame? I mean, for me, I assume it is. But what do you think? Is 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 Patrick Marlowe a slam dunk Hall of Famer? Yeah, sl- slam dunk. I, I feel like that's I reserve that for you know just the elite of the elite, and and he is a, he is an elite player. But I mean, like he is a Hall of Famer. Like there's no hesitation for me. And again, because of this achievement, because of his consistency, and he reminds me a lot in some ways, of the way Mark Recchi was a Hall of Famer, another guy that was durable and put up numbers every year and was a great player. I think there's some parallels there for sure. And, uh, yeah, and I know that people have debated that with Patrick Marlowe, whether he is or not. To me, to me, he is future Hall of Famer. Yeah. It, well, and it's interesting, you know, the fact that there's not a Stanley Cup ring. I mean, that's, that is but a we, factor for some But people. we have to stop that debate because now we're about to go to 32 teams. And, and on a, like, you know, uh, a lot of the guys with a lot of Stanley Cups are not taking anything away, but are playing in eras where there were six teams and, and you know, 21 teams. I mean, you're going to have a lot of great players who aren't going to win Stanley Cups. Like, to me, it, 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 you know, that, that can't be certainly among the more important criteria, in my opinion, anymore. Right. Yeah. You don't need to raise your voice. I'm not raising your voice. You that, but, <laughs> but, and, but it's interesting. Sometimes people forget two gold medals for Patrick Marlowe. And I talked to Ken Hitchcock and uh, he had, I thought he had a great perspective because, of course, in both Vancouver and Sochi, uh, that Patrick Marlowe was sort of the perfect Canadian Olympian because he did whatever you asked him to do. He had no ego. He was completely... Uh, there was no management. Uh, you know, he just was self-sufficient, just did whatever he wanted. And uh, Ken Hitchcock said that that was that – was, he was such an important player because the younger guys took their cues from how he, how he um, held himself mm-hmm. and how he approached that there. And I thought that was really interesting. And, and again, you know, that's – that's something that is that is uh, part of a Hall of Fame resume, as, as far as I'm concerned. So. Yeah, and and not easy for those star players when they play for Team Canada to, or for any country, but to to adjust to your new role, to your reduced role, right? Yeah, de facto reduced. Even Sidney Crosby's role is reduced on Team Canada uh, because of all the great players you have on the team. And Marlow was a really good penalty penalty killers in some of those Olympics and smart player. Had the trust of the Canadian coaching staff. That's it. Um, yeah. Because you don't need every guy to show up at those tournaments and be the guy that has to score. And so I always thought, you know, I think you're bang on what Hitch, what Hitch said about Marlowe being one of the guys he didn't have to convince early. He was already there in terms of his role. He understood what it was about. Yeah. 
Good stuff. All right, my friend. I get t- it's so much fun to do this. And uh, I got to tell you, in putting together the story, and you and I have been talking about this, but, uh, you know, given the times that we've had for the last year and a half, it's it's been a real treat to to talk to people who invariably talk about what a good human being Patrick Marlowe is. Never mind, oh, yeah, he is going to pass Gordy Howe's all-time games played record, but he's a really great human being, great teammate great father, husband, all those kinds of things. So uh, it's been fun to put together, and uh, I can't wait for Monday night to watch. It's going to be, I think it's going to be an emotional moment. History, for sure. I, wa- I wonder if Joe Thornton got Patrick in, in trouble with that comment about playing cards in, in Vegas anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. When you play this many games, uh, there's a lot of water that can go <laughs> under the bridge. So. All right, my friend. So uh, what else do we have? Uh, we should be uh, talking about, uh, of course, Ian Mendez, Haley Salvian on The Athletic Hockey Show Monday at The Athletic. So don't miss that. And you should check out our comments section for each podcast episode at The Athletic app and rate and subscribe to The Athletic Hockey Show on Apple. And if you aren't a subscriber, go to theathletic.com slash hockey show and receive a subscription for just $3.99 per month. That is incredible. And you and I will be back for our regular edition of Two Man Advantage at the Athletic Hockey Show on next week in our normal time. Pierre, good work by you, my friend. Right on, right on. <laughs>